Hey, 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 ladies and lovers. Hello, Welcome everybody. back to the Love Blog. Welcome. Hey. We're excited to have everybody back. We've got a very sensual episode for you guys, or gals, <laughs> listening today. Um, as always, my name is Trent. My name is Spence. I'm Jacob. Uh, no, I don't think you are. Uh, nice, uh, nice, nice as a gag. <laughs> um, I thought it was pretty. That's good. our that's our Mister Funny Man, Vladimir Nakamura, um, love blog specialist himself. Yep, he runs his own blog. I got one, and he is a relationship advice expert. Mm-hmm. Um, world renowned. Studied for his years. several vl- blog posts and uh, YouTube specials. Absolutely. And speaking of specials, today on the Love Blog, we've got a special feature that we're going to have Vladimir help to guide us through. This special feature is called Youth's a Blessing, the Frigid Truth of Love. We're going to take a deep dive into what makes love what it is, the way that it twists our minds, our feelings, and our bodies into one beautiful mixture and the way that we can decompose this mixture and send it out into the world and have it returned back to us. Very eloquently worded, Spence. That was amazing, and I'm sure Vladimir has has much to know about this topic. So we'd like to pass it over. Just uh, give us a little introduction, what you've been up to, and uh, uh, general know-how, what's up? So I'm Vlad. I've been, I've been going around the world, learning about love, Talking to lovers, finding love in nature, in 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 the wild, in nature, finding love by myself, out in the woods. There's a lot to learn from the world when it comes to love, and and love, it's not just about people; it's about things. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Now, Vlad, we've all seen the recent thread of posts that you've been going on on your very own blog now you've been sort of getting into this 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 weird demented mix of of humans and animals lately i've seen these these horrific cartoons that you've been posting submitted by some of your viewers can you tell us a little bit about how you think that this really relates to the modern love stage in today's society well to truly love another you have to find the love within yourself and to do that you have to go back 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 evolutionarily right you have to find the love in your dna right mm-hmm. like i always so, say so like you can roots. if you look close enough you can find love in a microscope you can you can look at there and see a little love floating around right that's what i'm saying but the I, I will I will agree with you there, but the posts on the blog have not been very let's say scientific. They well, aren't microscopic, they aren't primitive, they're very vulgar and <laughs> have been very they've been quite mm-hmm. shocking to uh, us uh, people in the love sphere, you know. This I, is another reason why we brought you on is to to give yourself a platform to address you know well, all of you know, this, this I, I, I know nonsense. you're I know you're a great guy and I really respect a lot you have to say. All I all I can really say is that after looking at some of these posts, I wouldn't exactly, you know, leave you to watch my dog over the weekend. I, I don't I don't know if I'd be comfortable with that anymore. 
I mean, sometimes love isn't pretty, you know? Anyone can tell you that. Well, I I find that as an insult. Have you have you <clears throat> have you uh, been on the show or have you heard the show before? Because uh, that that's our motto: is love is pretty. That's like the motto oh. of our show. Have you have you thought about changing that one? Well, no. That we just had a yeah. T-shirt line, a very successful T-shirt mm-hmm. sale with that on it. Plastic across Walmart. They're doing all kinds of recalls with all sorts of things now. You can, you can make that work. Well, I would those, know if you'd have been to Walmart because you you would have seen someone wearing it. It's it's a it's a Walmart exclusive. Yeah, we, we had a very very large uh, large shot mm-hmm. in the dark. We sent them an email. Hey we, hey guys, love is pretty. We're just trying to share the message. They said we think this is amazing, guys. Mm-hmm. They said Spence Trent, we love you. This is a fantastic work. And they put it on the shelves within a week. Uh, the migrant think, workers in Taiwan really, really worked their asses off um, for our, our our magnum opus. Right. We thank them so much for their sacrifices. There were a couple I of think uh, we chemical. Can, we can agree to disagree. There were a couple of chemical incidents at the production factory during this production. Right. Many children left fatherless and motherless, but in the end, I think it really created a good product. Very, very good. Out and there. Thank you again for all the fans for supporting us, um, for going out to the Walmart and showing up without a mask even just to get our shirts, you know. Mm-hmm. We really appreciate it. So, Vlad, let's talk about, let's go back to the basics for a minute. Now, a lot of people on this podcast, as you may know, who are our listeners, are absolute losers. They've never talked to anyone that they're interested in. They're completely exactly. afraid of of anything like that, of any commitment, of any putting themselves out there at risk. Total virgins. Complete virgins. Just really not all around unpleasant people. And one of our goals is to get them to be more comprehensive in their love knowledge, to go out there, get that man, get that woman of their dreams. Let's say... Puts, you put yourself in a basic scenario. You're over at Friendly's. It's special Irish Joe night, so all the beers are free. You see a lovely, lusty, busty lady. Two or three seats down. It's game time. How do you proceed? What you gotta do, and love's all about psychology, right? It's all It's all in your head. It's not real, right? You gotta, you gotta make it. It's not a thing that happens. It's a thing you do. Psychology is so, not real. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. So what I'm saying is, you gotta get in her head. So like, what you gotta do, you gotta, you gotta whisper as you walk by. You gotta get, you gotta get her voice rattling through her brain. You gotta, you know, get, maybe get your head up on the TV if you can. Maybe get the waiters, get the waiters saying your name. Like a Chromecast. You know, get her friends. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Put yourself up you gotta, on the Chromecast. You gotta warm her up. So, like, maybe what I'm saying is, if you're not around her, she won't like you. You have to, you have to find a way to surround her at all times, right? You have to become her new reality. That that makes a wow. lot of sense in in theory. Uh, I have some issues saying how this is 
these sort of abstract concepts could really be implemented inside of a friendlies. Yeah, it seems like you're talking about something that may be more suited for a scientist's basement Mm -hmm. with a bunch of gizmos and gadgets, but that's not where all of the women are. Feels like I'm I'm hearing Edgar Allan Poe talk about the meaning of his lyrics or a physicist talk about the string theories of the universe. It's not really something I can hold in my hand. Sometimes love isn't as black and white as you're making it out to be or ones and zeros in your case, talking about circuitry and boards, wiring up yourself to be a Chromecast on the wall just so you can get some pussy. And you say surround yourself around this girl, this poor innocent woman who has done nothing, probably wanted to get a burger special at 7 p.m. Yes. All right, well, if that's the way to proceed, who am I to argue with such an expert? Very well, very well. Very well. Very well. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you for opening up our eyes, Vlad. Thank you so much uh, for that introduction. We really appreciate you coming on this podcast and speaking your mind to the world of love bloggers central i think by now if anyone had any doubt that we had someone truly special on here today that has been completely eradicated vlad here is like a full carton of eggs in the kitchen he's so versatile you can scramble him you can sunny him side up you can bake him into a cake and taste the sweetness of his blessings and people have done that before they have indeed made used eggs perform all of these tasks all right it's time for the post opener segment love swap where we like to present a hypothetical for you vlad a hypothetical we swap around two different species and you tell me what the output would look like in your mind so i'm ready I, I'll bring one to the table. Uh, me and uh, Spence have not pre-recorded these. Uh, so I'll go first. Uh, human. Human? Okay, Spence, give your species. Let's see. Human and ostrich. So what I'm thinking is, with the human and the ostrich, you get the best of both worlds, right? Because these these are two creatures that have perfectly adapted to their their surroundings, right? So human ostrich, you get them together, you got those long spindly legs, right? You got the beak. But what I'm thinking, and he this might be controversial, and this is controversial in some circles. The the combination of lips and beak, the texture and and the 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 structure of both together is the perfect receptacle on a biological creature, I think. Just imagine. Beautiful. Beautiful. So what do you think happens if you mix a milkshake and a smoothie? What do you get? I think some things were not meant to be. I think 
some things nature rejects. Nature throws it out in the garbage and says, I'm not handling that today. And I think that's one of the things that nature would would scall at and disgust. It would it would absolutely reject like the molecules are not meant to withstand this kind of combination. So I'm sorry I can't give you an answer there. What if you mixed a public bathroom and an Evian bottled water? That now that now you're speaking my language. I think like say say the dirty gray water in those toilets, that's not doing anyone any favors. Like that's whenever you flush the little particles are flying out, right? Get some Evian in there, it's exfoliating. You're getting you're getting a nice steam bath every time you're in there, right? Right. And this is a public it's a public bathroom, yeah. so this is a public good. You see the results in a community. You see you see f- fresher faces, you see friendlier people. The the results they they build up, you know. What what if you mixed what if you mixed Star Wars and motorcycles? So that's something I've been thinking about recently, and I'm not talking about the Tron style, like no no light bikes. I'm talking about you put a motorcycle, you got it in space, right? Yeah. So whenever you see these these fights going on in space, you see in the movies. You don't see any people out. You see, you see big metal ships shooting at each other, and that's not personal, right? That's just not. You you can't relate to these ships. They're big hunks of metal. Motorcycles in space. You can see the guy. You can see the dude. You give him a gun. You have him shoot another guy in space, right? You got the space going on, which is which is huge. People love that. You got the motor. Like you look at Ghost Rider. My uncle did stunts for Ghost Rider, and he said he was talking about this too. He was like, "I wish this was in space." Because in Earth, I'm I'm limited. I can't I can't do what I want to do. So you put it in space. Gravity's no longer a concern. You do, you do stunts in every direction. It's not just 360 degrees. That's however many degrees are in a sphere. That's every degree. You have all of them, right? Of course. So that's that's all I have to of say course. about that. Hmm. Fascinating. Very very fascinating. Thank you for participating in the segment normally people are very reluctant towards it um we've had some some bad eggs in the bunch in the past so now we're gonna take it back from love a little bit you know we can't be love 24 7 366 that's for leap years um we sometimes dial it back have a little fun joke around we'll get back to the love later you little losers we'll get back to the love you can get your info right now we're just going to kick it back chill it with vlad we're going to be reading off some news stories um we're going to see we're going to tell a little bit about the story see what vlad has to say so first off we have uh michael brownling the director of the national treasure movies has actually just come out and admitted finally that the movies were actually real and everything really happened, and there, there were no special effects in the movies. And um, this has really shocked everyone. Who's been, they've been bringing their kids to these museums. They've been bringing their dogs, bringing their grandma right into the museum. And the entire time, they had no idea that all this stuff afterwards, the statues were coming to life. Uh, so a lot of people have been really calling this just morally, uh, morally devoid. They really think that uh, 
President Obama, when he established the museums, really should have just told the public, put it on a little plaque, maybe a little post-it note at the doorstep. What's your opinion on this, Vlad? Well, I don't think it's just morally bankrupt. I think it's creatively bankrupt. Like, you go into this movie expecting, like, okay, this is somebody's vision. Somebody, like, birthed this with their brain and, like, produced this project out of love. But when you hear it's just real, like, that's that's just real. That's not somebody's brain project. That's just real life. And I feel like young creatives who are inspired by this movie who are like, hey, I love that movie. Like, I want to make a movie about stealing documents. Like, I enjoyed that. They see it's real, and they're like, okay, that, that was all a farce. Like, somebody somebody used, exploited, exploited somebody's real adventures and put it off as their own creation. And you see this a lot in, in media, in the, in the creative industry, right? Where you think, oh, this is a nice fantasy book. Like, nope, that's, that's real. That's, that actually happened. And it's like, okay, well, there goes my, my suspension of belief, right? I was suspending my belief to pretend that this didn't exist, but now it does. So it's like, right. All, everything, everything I was building up to all, you know, it just gets on my nerves. I hate it when they do that. That's, that's about how I felt when, uh, I, I figured out that there were actually animals in real life for all the animals in Zootopia. Do you know about that? I haven't, yeah, I haven't heard about turns that. Out all of them are, they're real animals also. They didn't even, they didn't make any of them up. All of them or just like most of them? All, pretty sure, pretty sure it's all of them. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not an expert on this topic. I'm not a movie buff, but. That's when I figured out in the emoji movie that the emojis are real because they're on my iPhone. Well, yeah, I, I knew that one. But they came to life. They came to life. I didn't know that. All right. So I, I have a news story. I have a news story to bring to the table. Uh, as you know, Vlad, uh, this one's going to be familiar to you. But uh, it just came out, I think it was two days ago, the hyper expansive wave. Um, this ever expansive, massive wave that is has been spiraling and hurricaning itself just straight lampooning it to the to the earth is in its third trimester and we're actually six months away from its arrival scientists have no clue what this thing is if it has any poor intentions or or what it really is but everyone can see it outside um so what do you think about uh, this third trimester landmark that it's just made um, as it's hurling itself towards us. So listen, I'm, I'm a love guy and I'm not a wave guy, but I, I've talked to wave guys. We're, it's a pretty interconnected community. And what they're saying is that this thing, it's not the first time we've had something like this. Like we've seen big, big old waves before. And they've come and they've gone. Like, they they did what they had to do and they left, right? So my friends are saying, and I'm inclined to agree with them, is that it's no different from this wave. Like, it's coming to do its thing. It's going to do its thing. It's not going to interfere where it doesn't have to. And it's going to move on. And I think that's okay. Like, who are we to try to stop it? That's not something we should aspire to do. Yeah, but you've seen it, right? You've walked outside and you've seen it. Everyone's seen it. 
I mean, yeah, of, of course I've seen it. But who has Yeah, but it, doesn't that scare you? It keeps getting bigger day by the day. They say that this one, this, Listen. of course it's happened before, but this one has quite a larger materialization index than some of the other instances. I think we shouldn't judge things by the size of the wave. We should judge things by the heart of the wave. And we get people out there talking to it. We get, we figure out what it's going, what its desires are, what it hopes to achieve, what its dreams are. Maybe we can, it, we can resolve this in a way that everyone this is comes out feeling good. Post wave right? theory, hipster bullshit that you're spewing at us right now. No, I've talked to the wave guys. That's you talk, exactly what you talk to. The, this is a general You talk to the wave community. guys over at Harvard University. Or you talk to the wave guys in the Facebook comment section. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I've I've talked to a, a good mixture, very diverse views that have been expressed to me. Because there's a lot of there's a lot of crackpots in the in the wave communities. I mean, when you say the wave community, you could really talk about be talking about anything. Not the Reddit wavers, right? Okay. No, nah, not them. Uh-uh. So those guys. If you if you I think what you're saying is ridiculous. I think those guys, they should be riding the wave. You know. <laughs> Amen to that. Yeah, give them up to the wave, not me. So, uh, <laughs> we got another story coming out. So. It turns out this is a big announcement, actually. made the front page of the New York Times. So uh, Fred Webster, you may recognize him. He's the brother of the guy who made the dictionary. So Fred Webster and his team at Emory University have just recently come out with a cure for having really big ears. Now, we've all known. This is, this is relevant to love interests. Sometimes you see a beautiful lady. You go up, you approach her, but all of a sudden you notice those feelers on her head are just honking big. And it's just not doing it for you. She looks like a sun-dried elf. Life-size Dumbo. Life-size Dumbo. And it just ruins the mood. It ruins the vibe. You just want to crawl back and hide in somewhere in a dank, dark hole. But now, this can be fixed. The ears can be made much smaller. The only catch is that there's an 18% chance in the procedure that it will cause permanent blindness lots of people would say this is worth it lots of people would disagree what do you think about this so this has come up a lot in my in my field of study not specifically this issue but issues related to it and of course there's a lot um and generally what i what i've generally believed to be the case is that there is one ideal human body and the more in love you are with somebody, the closer they are to approaching it, right? Nope. So it's Emma Watson. It's her. Yeah, yeah. No. The Harry Potter. You know the Harry Potter girl? Yeah, the, so th- say theoretically it is Emma Watson. And there may be some evidence to this claim. I haven't I haven't is. researched a specific is. aspect. But say theoretically it is Emma Watson. Like this ear procedure. Say it's successful in, what do you say? Something like 80% of people doesn't cause blindness? 82%. So yeah, Yeah. it's about about right. 82. Okay, so you have 82% who are 
closer to the platonic ideal of a human being. Maximum love expressed in this one person, right? That's the most love you can have. It's not, it might not necessarily be Emma Watson. It could be. I don't know. No, it's not. This is all theoretical. <laughs> but say it is. Okay. Regardless. Yeah, we put, just for the a, sake of argument. There's a doodle poll yeah. about this. We already know the Emma, answer, but yeah. 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 Anyway. You may have those 82% who are closer to this ideal, but the ones that are blind, like that's that might be farther than the the ears are closer. You know what I'm saying? So like humanity as a whole has a net negative in terms of love gained. Like love has exited the earth and gone off into space to be somewhere else. Like that's not what we want. So like we have to measure, okay, this thing's this this procedure. This emification, if you will, like, is it truly, are we playing God here or are we playing well, God? If you think right about way, it, you know? when you go blind anymore, you, you don't have, you can't even see how big people's ears are. The only thing you can see now is when you, you can see through your, when your dog barks this at the cars on the road and you're, people you're seeing are, dog barks at them. People are kind of using it as a paid enhancement because if you're blind, it, it enhances your other senses and if you also, you know, reduce your other ear, your ears, you know, to make them normal sized, normal function, and you black out another sense, literally, then, you know. Well, th there's a precedent for this. Like, we've seen steroids in sports, yeah. you know, performance enhancing drugs. Like, we say no. Like, we've decided as a, as a society, as a collective... Like when we run these sports leagues, we say no, you can't use those for the sake of we don't want to keep the game authentic. in our society, so what you're saying, yeah. So like, if we have these blind people who who are producing more love because they're outputting it through their other senses, like that may be good for them, but for society as a whole, you, like you against, they're making everybody else look wearing bad, glasses. So we you don't can want see, that. You can take in breath mints, so your breath smells better. Well, like there's a there's a fine line. Like obviously, training, for, say in sports, if this analogy is going to continue, like that's not the same thing as using steroids. Like we we there's there's I don't know the exact line. Like I, that's not my place to say. Why not? But we can say like okay. I mean, I'm just I'm just a researcher, right? I don't. What like if I, I think you're not giving I yourself enough them. credit here? I I feel like. I mean, you have I mean, had maybe sex in the with future. over 2,000 women, right? Yes. Well, there you have it. I, I'm i still seeing... I'm not quite getting the full impact of your argument. I feel like there are a lot of sort of counterexamples to what you're saying. So is it is it cheating if I wear shoes that make me taller in my school pictures? I think... If you make your feet longer, that is cheating. But shoes—they're an ephemeral thing, right? You have you have shoes for one day, and then they're gone, shoes and you have no real? shoes anymore, right? Not because necessarily. I've seen them on my feet before, so I know they're real. Well, that's that's getting into so, a whole other can of worms. So, what if I, I use tattoos to, to make today. my nipples look smaller? I think that would be acceptable okay, good. in most cases. I was getting a little worried there. 
I was going to have to call Dr. Smash, cancel the appointment. I was getting saucy. That was getting real nice. Thank you again for coming on, Vlad. You really keep it sexy in the room, wherever you are. I'm sure all of our listeners, all the female listeners. (laughs) Hello, female listeners. Listening for love advice. Female listeners, my email's always open. My email address. My email, it's on the screen. Yep. And mine's on the Spence. Mine's on the screen, it's but the it's screen. bigger. It's hey. bigger. It's the bigger one. Hey, hey, I said not I said last time we get the same space next time. Last you time put, I said you, this time you put yours on the same space. You put yours on the screen first, so mine gets to be bigger. Well, what if, how did you know I put it on the screen first? Cuz you you said it first. It doesn't come, Craig's not going to put it up there until we say it cuz he well, doesn't Craig, know what to do. He just tells he just does Craig, what we tell him to. Craig can listen. Craig listens to it. Craig can hear what I'm saying now, and then put ours up at the same time in the same spot for the same size. Yeah, but we already talked about the uh, different sizes, so I th- he has to do that now. But he can put him now on the same size. <sighs> okay, put put him now. Put him now at the same size. Okay. Vlad, what's it, do you want to put your e- Vlad? What do you want to put on the screen? You, ca- I can put your phone number on the screen. Here's Vlad's phone number. Here's. On his screen. Oh, Wait, it's too sorry, late. Don't, don't sorry put about that. that. One up. Oh, yeah. we'll can make you, it really can you small. Take that one off? No, Craig. So Craig, what yeah. he when he does, Craig does what he hears, you know. So it's kind of like our editor. Yeah, he can't go back. He's still using the trial version of Sony Vegas, so he's not allowed to unedit things. We'll put up what. What I else understand. do you want? Uh, uh, email. Here's a. Can you hear my, can hear my signature up there? He's a picture um, of his dad. Here's um what his mom looks like in high school, and then here's his mom now, uh, with a pic with him next to his mom now, and then when his mom was younger, it's a picture of his young mom with him as a baby. From Facebook. All right, let's let's take that all off the screen. Let's get into uh. Take that all up. All right, you guys Take have been you guys have been hitting us up. We put out the call on Twitter, and now it's time. We're gonna read off some uh, people who have come to the Love Blog for help, and Vlad's gonna give Little his invoices. advice. You know, like a classic Ellen Show Ask Ann type of deal. Uh, yep. They're gonna come in for advice. Vlad's gonna say what's up. All right, so the first one okay. we have is from uh, Anna Johnson and her husband Spindy. No last name. Spindy, that's right. Um, and so Anna says, Hey, love blog, and hey, Vlad. I just recently married my husband, who I've been dating for uh, 10 and a half years. But there's one big issue which has really been causing a, sh- a bad thing in our relationship. And it's that my husband, Spindy, has no last name. And so I can't quite take on his last name. I feel like we're not quite a family unit without this type of official nomenclature change and it still feels like it's no different than when we were dating. How can I get this connection back through names that I feel like I can't get through any other way? So this is a question out to Vlad. I think that's a good question, and that's something I've encountered a few times before. And I think there there is no replacing the the true commitment that comes with a name change. Like, that's something that's... It's been a tradition in so many cultures for so many years. But I think if you want a similar vibe, if you want something that can maybe get close, 
you have to take other things from him and make them your own. Like take if you if you can take maybe samples of his skin, uh, take little pieces of his hair, put put them on yourself. Like he's part of you now. That's something that'll never go away. And I think there's a beauty in that, right? I could definitely love love his beauty. Love his beauty. Mm-hmm. That's what we always say. That's beautiful. It's pretty. All right. Uh, you want to read off the next one, Trent? Yeah. This one is from uh, Marisa from Japan. Uh, Marisa writes, Hey, love blog. Hey, Vlad. Big fan of the show from over the seas. Um, I'm very hard to find outside when I'm walking out in the large streets of Tokyo. I am so small. I am three feet tall, yet I am 32 years old. I was diagnosed with very small as a, since I was young and since, and then I took it uh, Sorry, that I think that might be a translation error. Sorry. Um, cause this is from Google translate. Please help. The boys can never see me. I am so small and I poke them with my umbrella and they kick me over on the street. Wow. Well, that, that's another good question. And this relates back to what we were talking about earlier with enhanced senses um, when you when you're small, when you you don't take up much physical space in the world, you have to spread yourself out emotionally. So what I'm thinking, and bear with me here, you got to get real loud. You got to get you got to get as loud as you can. like. You got to scream, okay? And this may seem counterintuitive. Like you might think, oh, like lovers prefer a gentle like voice. No, incorrect. You gotta, you gotta get in their heads. Like you want somebody to hear you from across the town, right? Maybe get a beautiful song go, get a megaphone, get a song going, right? You, your, your, your lungs may be small, but, but you can, you can make them bigger with the power of song, right? So get up on a rooftop, megaphone, get. Well, there get you to go, work. Mari. So I hope, uh, hope, hope that, that one is able to get translated back. But if anyone knows Japanese, please post the translation in the comments. Please, we d- cannot afford a translator. Um, next, we got a we got another message. Uh, this time from Rich Piker of Arlington, Virginia. Let's see what Rich has to say. He says, "Hey, love blog. So recently, I just got my first girlfriend, and things are going great. However, some weird stuff has been happening to me." And I'm not really sure if my girlfriend will be okay with it or if this is a result of the relationship. So he says, first, I started growing hair all over my entire face and body. And then my skin turned into scales and starts melting away into into ashes and blowing away. And he said that all my muscles are slowly stopped, stopped moving. It started in my left hand and it's all the way down to the middle of my chest now. My muscles are slowly becoming petrified and just falling out through these oozing holes in my skin. And I don't want to go to a doctor because doctors are pretty scary. I had some traumatic experience getting fill-ins at the dentist. But I want a way to know what's happening to me. And I, I don't know what's happening to me, Vlad. So please, what, what's happening to me? How, what, 
What do I do? What's happening to my body? I've had young readers come to me a lot with issues like this. And, and I tell them, love does strange things to you, right? It, it can transform you in ways you never thought were possible. Sometimes these transformations are good, and sometimes they're not so good. But what's important is that you roll with the punches, and you find a way to use them to your advantage. Like, these scales, maybe they, they can protect your, 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 your significant other from a bullet, right? Like, that's something that might help. Like, how right. romantic would that be, right? So, like, things may be confusing. And, and young, young relationships are like this a lot, where it's like, oh, I don't, I don't even know myself, so how can I expect to know somebody else? But that's the beauty of it, getting to know each other together. So embrace it. Like, let her get to know uh, you, and you can get to know yourself at the same stuff. time. Who, who knew we basically have Dr. Vladimir over here? You don't need to go to the clinic. It's just true. ask about anything. Vlad, I'm going to send you some pictures of my rash later if you want to take a look. <laughs> so, Vlad, um, we wanted to turn it over to you to uh, share some of your more personal love experiences that you haven't shared on your blog you've hinted at a lot of things on your blog that you've said you would get into later that fans have been looking forward to continuations of and we just want to know all the juicy details we're fans of your blog um we know a bunch of listeners of this will be fans of your blog even if they aren't a fan of our show but if you could share some some stories or any secrets from the blog? So I, I've said this before on the blog, and everyone is entitled to their privacy. And of course, I change names on the blog. Of course, for, for this reason, right? Um, but there are some stories that I've I've shied away from sharing, um, not because they would defy somebody's privacy, but because it would almost give them too much exposure to the world, even behind a fake name, even behind, you know, like some Lift. people don't deserve to have their, their stories shared out to the world. But there is one exception that I can think Let's of immediately. And I mentioned I, was, I spent a lot of time out, out in the woods, out, out in national parks across the world. And there's one particular experience that stuck with me. And... I was I was in a cave. It was chilly out. I was staying in the cave for warmth. And I find a small glass bottle. And this was very odd, considering I was miles and miles and miles away from anything resembling civilization. Like I was airdropped out here. There was there's nobody around anywhere close. So uh this bottle fascinated me. And there was I looked into this bottle. It wasn't quite a plant, it was some kind of growth. Not not something I'd seen in my travels before. So I started feeding it bits of my snacks. So I'll give it a cheese it here and there. And it grew. And it grew and it grew. And eventually, there was... I wouldn't call it a human, or, or even a person, or even really an organism. It It, it was definitely a personality. And we spent a good three nights together, and we learned more about each other than what happened, we have about anybody else. What happened else. to this creature? And Are I still they think about this right now. Are they still alive? 
Well, I, I mentioned before my theory of the, the, the perfect human theory. And some things that defy this image of the perfect human s- subtract the total love. Like, this is, this is something uh-huh. I've covered before. This is something I mentioned on the blog. We, and there was, there was this internal struggle, I felt, for these three days, where it's like, sure, we're, we're, we're sending the love into each other, but the existence of this creature so I, detracts I, from know, the total love in the world. Let me, let me just so, stop you right there. I, I appreciate... I appreciate, you know, you talking about this, but you're, you, pe- people, we read the blog. We read the blog. Our fans, your fans have read the blog, and you haven't said anything new. Like, we, this is, you, this is a text write-up. I know this story. We want to know what happened between you and the creature. That's what we keep begging about in the comments. <sighs> this is... This is hard for me to open up about, right? Because like this is something this is something I had to personally reckon with in those three days and in the time I, after. I totally understand, man. This is something that I, I, I think stay it, up at night I think thinking it would about. Be good to finally get it out. So the there's world. a reason. You know, the more you try to be secret about it, the more and more people are going to be hounding you. I know Jimmy Fallon was all over you about it. Uh, it it's just, it's just getting out of hand. I really think it's finally <laughs> time to just. That was a night. So absolutely. Okay, just give me a moment. Give me a moment to prepare. So this creature, and I, I haven't named it since, and I didn't name it at the time because something felt innately wrong about that, and it still does to this day. Where giving it a name would almost be giving it a respect that it doesn't deserve. But this creature and I, we briefly, and I do mean briefly. This was not for the full three days. We did merge consciousnesses, right? And I haven't mentioned this before. How does that work? That doesn't sound real. And so I don't want to get into the semantics. And of course, there's a lot. There's a very technical explanation I could give, which I'm not going to go into for various reasons. That we're on the podcast. I mean, I just, know it doesn't, doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to be the full 80 page white paper, but maybe just a little bit of details for the nerds out there enough to sort of reconstruct the argument. People have been asking for, you don't know how much people have been asking for this. Man. All right. So here, I'll give yeah, the you the second we posted, we were going to have Vlad on the Facebook. People yeah. have been going crazy okay. in the DMs, sending death threats if we didn't make you say it. I mean, it's just been, I really fear for the safety of my, my wife and children if you don't, I've, if you don't put this out I've there. Been crying i've been crying about it these people have been sending me dms on instagrams if you don't get vlad to talk about the creature and he would never i he would never talk about it i said and then he says i will kill you and i'll kill your family and we can see him out if you look out the window just out the studio in those bushes over there he's been moving around back and forth all day and he wears a shirt with the, his Instagram profile picture on mm-hmm. it, so we know it's him. And it's it's just a picture of a dog smiling. All right, I'm going to give you three words. That's all I'm going to give you. And this is more than I've given anybody, so you guys should feel We've honored given to us this. A lot more than let's three, three words, right? But let's hear it. Funnel. 
spider vaseline i think i, I think that's I all i'm giving a picture in my mind from that yeah i think that'll i think that'll get the fans yeah. ease them at rest per se I really hope so because it's been it's been going on long enough. You like, have I've a seen bit the of a of mini protest for most of my career online about and you. That's fun. Like I knew coming on today, it would come up, and like it's come up before, like right. you said with Alan, and this he is... wouldn't shut up about it. So I'm glad I've gotten it out, and maybe we'll get more details in the future. I can't say for sure. Yeah, it's going to take me some time to prepare myself emotionally. That's, but I'm, that's I am, great. I'm, you're right. I'm glad I am to feeling that, a little bit man. better. Because I, I, I will say straight up, like now that we've gotten that out of the way, the other elephant in the room, this is your first public appearance on anything in two years after the allegations had happened. You went completely silent. And now you finally felt comfortable to come back on. You know, do you want to talk about that? Like get more personal? Yeah, there. I mean, there could still be I some mean, obviously not. wrapped up in that. Um, I'll... Vlad's got to be careful. We can probably talk a little bit. Uh, stop us if, if anything is super wrong. But um, a while black, uh, back, it was very commonly known that Vlad was very close and personal with Lindsay Sterling. She plays violin. And, um, and dubstep. And she makes, makes dubstep, dubstep violins. And... That's that's like that's she does other things. That's just what she's yeah. known for. That's, that's pretty, pretty much, much all she, all she does. does. Uh, so then Vlad was getting close. It was getting honey heavy. There were lots of rumors going around, and then all of a sudden, when it looked like everything was coming together beautifully, Lindsay was actually found impaled on the top of the Empire State Building. <laughs> and. Um, Everyone was horrified. The nation was shocked. And Vlad was actually, he was on Jimmy Fallon when he found out. They were at the end of the end of the, the filming. And then Jimmy just said, Vlad, I just got the news and told you what had happened. And the only thing that you could say, you cracked a little smile. And you said, that's it. And everyone was mystified by this comment. You were hit with all kinds of allegations. It was, it was just a nightmare. And then you had to retreat from the public appearance. But just now, the prosecutor general has come back and said it was not that you had nothing to do with it. It was just a freak electrical windstorm as she was performing on stage. <laughs> she went backstage and went out for a breath of fresh air, a little smoke during the worst windstorm New York City's ever had to see. And then a then a stray gust just did the deed. And I know it's got to be horrific for you to just have lived everyone thinking that you did this the entire time. So even if... Yeah, what do you have to say? Well... I have to be careful. And there's still legal proceedings going on. Like, it hasn't finished yet. It's still going on, right? And I have to be careful what I say. But I will say that I knew Lindsay very well. And of the ways she would have preferred to go out, I think this was probably top five. 
really on and top of the Empire State in front of everyone to see the helicopter news live footage? Well, not just like it wouldn't. It didn't have to be the Empire State Building. It could have been any building. Like the Empire State Building, that's a good like tall one. So that's probably one you'd want it to be. But like when I heard it happened, there was a serenity that came around me. Like. It's almost like it was destiny because she's talked about it before, just like hypothetically. And what were some other ways she wanted to go out? If you don't mind sharing. And it didn't, it didn't. Blender. Why? Yeah. Listen, I, I can't claim to know what's in her head, and I can't claim to know ever because she's she dead told, now. She told right? That's something that's always if being in If her there's heart. one thing you got to know as a relationship expert, it's that you can't understand the minds of women. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes they're talking about something else, and I'm talking about something they don't even talking about. And it's like I'm watching the Powerpuff Girls, and they're watching the Powerpuff Girls reboot. And we're looking at the same thing. That's how it mm-hmm. feels sometimes. That's what they tell That's me. That's what too. people tell me a lot. And this is why us love bloggers need to stick together. And we're so happy to have you back, Vlad, weighing in on things again, mm-hmm. just like old sphere. times. So let's we we've been pressing Vlad really here. hard lately. So let's go back and talk a little bit. You know, we like to share Spencer. Uh, Spence, that is me, that's my name, and Trent and I like to share yep. lots of great stories about ourselves sometimes. You know, we have we oh, have yeah. quite the quite the illustrious past ourselves. Um we have a few YouTube compilations that have been made about absolutely our different so stories. We always try to drop at least one or two every episode. So I'll I'll start with one. I'll talk the story about um this was my uh, my girlfriend in college. I dated her for a good two years from the first. Oh, have you told this on the? I've n- podcast? I don't think I've told this on the podcast before. I I, I think, might have. I've hinted at. I, I think, I think you're right. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you've told I've, the whole I've thing mentioned on the podcast. Her name. Everyone everyone sort of knows. You know, I've, right, I've, right, I've alluded right. to the Jessica story several right. times, but I, I don't think I've really quite gotten to the to the meat okay. of it. And the, the meat is a bit of a pun. You'll you'll see later in the story. <laughs> This is a good one so, for the Vlad episode. I'm, I'm excited. My girlfriend, Jessica, she had this this really <laughs> weird quirk where we were pretty normal most of the time. You know, we'd go out to bars. We'd get the happy trinity uh, of three shots in one, gin, vodka, and coffee. Um, that's That was the classic down at the bar. It was, called, it was called Happy Jerry's. They had the happy trinity. Everything had happy in the name. <laughs> and um, so... She had this weird thing about her. Sorry, I got a little off topic. She had this crazy weird thing about her where she would just love to, as I was sleeping, she would get a little pocket knife and she would cut off pieces of my skin and eat them. And everyone thought it was a little weird. I thought it was like a little weird, but I I was kind of fine with it. But my, my roommate just kept telling me, they're like, man, this is just, just, it's not cool. It's not, it's not that normal. And you know, I've, I've had many my my skin i have a skin condition where my skin secretes these intense amount of pheromones and so so women are extremely attracted to not just my skin itself but to the to the taste of it it's kind of like a horm 
a hormone overload and the slight alterations in and so i've periods. i've had you know I've, I've dealt sort of with this before but she's she was really the one who kind of took it to the next level and just started eating it and the chunks started getting larger and larger and uh i sometimes <laughs> i would wake up and I'd, I'd be like why am i so lightheaded today and, and i check and i said hey weren't my weren't these bed sheets white yesterday because they were just soaked in my blood that had drained overnight um and my roommates were like this is not quite cool. You know, she always coming out into the center room. She doesn't wash her hands and, and just gets it all over the kitchen. Um, and so I finally had to talk to her. I said, Jessica, you know, Raj and the boys are really not. So Raj, he's not, I want to be clear. This is, this is short for Roger. Raj. He's not Indian. It's just, <laughs> we just called him Raj. Um, Right. And he was one of my roommates. We had lots of roommates. Uh, you know, we had we had like five roommates. I, I I think they've all been said in all the stories by now. But um, I don't yeah. need to, I don't need to go through them. <laughs> Plenty of times. But they had a bit of an Mike intervention, Schroeder. and they said, um, "Man, you know this isn't cool, Jessica. She she keeps on eating your skin. You have scars all over your body." Um, and she's been patching it up with this little sewing kit that she got. And I, I started to look like a rag doll, you know, covering my face. Pretty soon I was going to be what we call, we like to make a joke that I was going to be an anti-pirate because real pirates have a have an eye patch on one eye. And then I was going to have patches everywhere except my eye. Um, and so finally I said, you know what, you're right. And so I, I broke up with Jessica and we thought that was the end of it, right? But then right. two weeks later... <laughs> Jessica comes back with a roaming pack of hound dogs and she lets them into our apartment and she's at this point she's starved them for weeks and she just lets them loose and it wasn't a good night for Raj because he just got he had just gotten a little scrape he was out playing tennis and uh, the ball just zoomed right past his left elbow and cut open a little hole and classic Raj I'll just moment. say that he had, you know, it's been kind of a funny story up to this point, but it's a little personal, which is I don't want to talk about it. So he uh, normally when you put on a Band-Aid, right. you, Raj would always, he was, he was super, uh, you know, he was a clean freak about, about everything. He, he wanted to make yeah. sure absolutely no blood got out. So he put on the Band-Aid, he put on the Band-Aid and then he would take some plastic wrap and he'd wrap it up three or four times, mm-hmm. make a little cast. But like Reynolds, was, Reynolds wrap. Exactly. But he was that real was tired. He was real tired after the match, uh, so he just put on like two or three band aids and thought that would be it. But those hounds, they knew it. They knew it right away, and so they headed straight for Raj's room. Their combined weight just busted down the door, and I don't want to get into too many of the details, but I'll say by the end of the night, Raj's arm was just kind of a mangled stump of bones and meat, and that was why I was saying the, the meat earlier. Um, it was a little bit of a throw, a throw forward, you could say to this moment. Um, and he's, he's adapted now, you know, Raj has now taken, he has a cybernetic arm that can do all kinds of things. He can throw, he's the world darts champion, despite all of his, all of his disabilities, which is just absolutely inspiring. But that's really the story of, uh, can I tell the follow up? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So, so. Not not really too much Raj, but um, nine months later, after uh, Jessica like got locked up for the hounds for releasing the hounds, she got released, and uh, I was at classes 
uh, love classes. <clears throat> and I see this new girl come in who would just sit at her desk, you know, be like super shy. And I'm like, wait, I think she's like familiar. And it turns out it was fucking Jessica. Jessica was in love class and she would always take out this little thing. It looked like a Burger King toy, like one of those little trolls. And I, I had never gotten like a good look at it because like whenever I'd look over, she'd like always take it and put it away. And then like finally one day we switched seats. Teach got real mad. So we made a switch seats. I was behind her. I got a little candid iPhone pick. Um, and this thing is a tiny little version of Spence. It turns out that she was harvesting jet. Uh, he was, she was harvesting Spence's face to get DNA samples to construct her own little tiny Spencer voodoo doll magic troll little wizard has has him dressed in a little wizard outfit so i'm gonna interrupt here and i don't mean to psychoanalyze you especially after that story like this is this is the fun portion of the podcast i can tell like we're not supposed to get in deep here but i just want to say using my experience i think boundaries are important in any relationship and i think spence here wasn't considering the boundaries so i don't want to say it's anyone's fault i don't think it's spence's fault or jessica's fault like relationships don't work like that but I think if he had been clear about his boundaries, if he had said, like, oh, no, like, I don't like that. I don't want that. Like, this is not what I want in this relationship. So yeah, if you I think about it, it really either. is kind of all his fault. Well, sometimes yeah. sometimes you're right. Sometimes I would wake up and the deed was done and then I would just kind of like let it slide. But there were other Doesn't times really where she would she would cut a little deep and I'd wake up in the middle of the night and I would just I, I would be tied down and I would just beg her. I would say, please stop. You're killing me. You're you're murdering me. I'm in unbearable pain right now and and she she wouldn't really listen and she would just kind of she had this crazy look in her eyes that they would glow red when she was doing this i think it was color contacts though she and even, uh, uh, she would just would she just thing. tied me to the bed and, and she would say i hate you i hate you i hate she just repeated over and over and she would cut my skin off well, um, but it was all generally a street right like you have to be willing to make amends and you have to be willing to see things her way exactly right? so and I'm not saying also, it's, your, like, she, it's not it's not your fault but it's not not your fault Right. During during the daytime, she was just the most loving girlfriend anyone could ask for. But and it felt a little bad that just this one flaw really got out of hand. But ultimately, I, I'm looking for that 100 percent match instead of the, you know, 95 to 96 percent match that Jessica was, except for this this small thing. I, I think mean, you it's might be crazy. looking forever. She would do she would do this at love parties as well, which like, you know how those get. So like wh the first time I saw her doing this to you, Spence was like when we were at a love party and I thought like, you know, oh, like, like he's into it or something. But like you, you were you were drugged up, passed out beyond belief. And like she was just taking chunk after chunk out of out of your scalpel. Um, right. So mm -hmm. I. I I saw. I'm sorry. I didn't speak up sooner about it. You know. No, I didn't I, really. I totally understand. I mean, it wasn't understand it. It wasn't that wild looking. I mean, you know, some of the stuff I I've been into in the right. past with some of my <laughs> some of my girlfriends. So it wasn't that much of, of a course. of a. Crazy and sometimes step. you don't even see the signs until it's too late. Like sometimes looking back in the hindsight is like, oh yeah, like I, I should have seen that like back when she did mm -hmm. that. But like right, right, and right. It's not, that's something you learn as you as you mature and you get older. Yeah, you start to I see felt. the signs more. That's how I felt of about K-pop when I first heard about it. Right, I re I remember you telling me that I remember you telling me the mm -hmm. K-pop video you saw online. You you said, "Oh my oh my gosh, I love this so much. I wish I could marry the girls." 
I'm going to fly to Korea. And then I'm like, you should. <laughs> and then we, next thing you know, we booked the ticket. And then we're seeing uh, BTS, Girls Generation, and uh, AK-47 Plus all on the same night. What a wild That trip. was wild. It was wild. Wild. You in the you in the K-pop Vlad? No. Why not? Because that's that's what all the love groups in the back end have been slowly gravitationally being pulled towards lately. I'm I'm a traditional lovist, right? Like I'm I'm in the old stuff. I'm I'm reading Dante's Inferno and me like, yep, that's love. Like I'm 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 one of the classic ones. So maybe I'm just behind the times. Maybe I'm maybe I'm losing it. I but- mean. You you're not much of a new age lover, I know, but I, you've been off for a couple of years, so things have changed in the sphere that are accepted now that weren't before. Mm-hmm. Like, do you have any anything that you want to outright deny towards what I just said, or do you agree that you're kind of in the past still and not ready to move on? I think I'm I'm working towards becoming the best version of me that I can be. Right? It, it's not going to happen in a day. Maybe it'll never happen, but yeah. I can try. Everything's really just becoming a lot more international in the love sphere and beyond. You know, 20% right. of K-pop is now actually produced in Egypt. There's a big Korean um there's a big Korean cluster there. They all live in the pyramids and they just make K-pop all day there. Right. Some lovers in there too. Some people that we've uh, we've had on the show. Absolutely. Had on the show and should I say had in the sheets. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we 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 do get all the guests. Uh, we need to we need to check up on them, you know, get them, you know, get them tested, mm-hmm. have them over. It's just fun little party thing that we do. Um Trent, did you want to share any any stories today? I mean, we've had Vlad share a story. Uh, we had I shared a story. Or do you think we should move on to the next segment? Whichever you think. Uh, so. I, I, can, I can share a story, yeah. Okay, cool, awesome. We gotta, this is a so, double story episode. People flip double out about story. this in the subreddit. This is the, this is the strawberry story, um, which I shared on an earlier oh. episode, but we yeah. have a lot of new fans. I think, I think this was only on update. the Patreon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is back when we were only on Patreon because that's where we started. We started we started up only Patreon uh, for for a whole two years, um, and we wouldn't let anyone see any of our content. You had to pay for it. This is on one of the really early paid episodes, and it's been like off buried in an archive somewhere because that one got that Patreon got taken down. Um, but yeah, strawberry story. Um, Starts like this. Back in middle school, uh, me and Spence used to be best buddies. That's where we met each other. On the playground, drawing uh, snow angels with the hearts. And that's how we knew when we were lovers and best buds at first sight. Um, And we would always bring the same thing to lunch every single day. Peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Apple uh, Granny Smith. And uh, just a shitload of strawberries, we had, fresh picked. We had this cute little thing we did where I would bring 
uh, I would bring half of the bread, he would bring half the bread, I bring the peanut butter, he'd bring the jelly, and then we would just put one half of the each sandwich on our hands, and then we would double high five, and that would complete the sandwiches together before we ate them. Yes, that we had our little rituals that we did. And then uh, with the apples, we would swap. Sometimes we would swap apples, and we would also do fake worm injections mm-hmm. in the apples. We would get worms from the backyard um, or, like, the outside school sphere, and we would just put them in the apples with a, with we'd take needles that we would find from the trash can and dig into the apple into, like, a cigarette-sized hole and then stuff the worm in there. Mm-hmm. Um and also put cigarettes in there and make it look like the apple was smoking. Yeah, we we had a, we had a lot of these sort of rituals. Generally, the entire time we would do this, we would uh, we would be chanting in Arabic. Um, we had this little chant, which which meant something right. along the lines of like, uh, "Please bless this lovely meal." Um, yeah, please. Would, it was like, "Please this lovely meal uh, before me, bless beyond to the heavens to the heaven sphere," is what it was fully. I think. Like Honestly, translated in Arabic. It was often halfway through lunch by the time the uh, the rituals ended and we were able to eat. Sorry, I, I keep on interrupting the story. Con- continue with the strawberry part. Oh, oh, you're fine. You're fine. No, it, that's that's uh, that's that's kind of important. But yeah, so the strawberry, the strawberry, um, we would we would bring a shitload of strawberries to lunch and have so many because we both have gardens in each of our backyards just for strawberries because our families are obsessed because you know we're lovers. That's what we eat. That's what lovers eat. Um, but, uh, we didn't know this back in the day, like the iconography of strawberries in the scene. So we came up with our own little games where we would prank each other with moldy strawberries that were left over in our lunch boxes that we wouldn't eat that would just pile up over time. Um, so we would be in, in lunch and the next day, there would be one on on my seat and I would sit down oh moldy strawberry all over my gym shorts I have a stain on it for weeks can't get it out until the oxyclean man comes um just terrible terrible gross stuff mm-hmm. and we kept ramping it up I don't know if you have any uh, if you remember any of of the ones that we did I remember specifically in arts class uh the red paint we were I was working with a with a piece with red paint it was a very gruesome bloody massacre that i was drawing and uh spence knew i needed red paint so i went over to get it no paint in there just filled to the brim with moldy strawberries and i instantly vomited from the stench um yeah the that's a classic one the uh, the strawberry pranks they got a little out of hand but honestly we couldn't help but just keep ramping each other up and up you know every once in a while right i'll still throw in just a mushy moldy decaying strawberry just plop it into uh into Trent's coffee sometimes give him a little laugh um probably my personal favorite was the time where uh I snuck into the school early you know I I got there at like 6 a.m before anything had ever started um I brought a big bag of just disgusting strawberries um I put in a bunch of ghost incredibly hot ghost inferno hot sauce Mega and I, spicy sauce. Mega spicy. And I just I just mix them all in and, and just smash it all together into just one disgusting glob. And I got into school early. I, I got into the classroom. I broke a window. Um, don't worry, my dad paid for it later. But I, I broke the window to get in. 
got a few cuts and scrapes, but it was worth it because I, I got out my master's paintbrush and I took this horrendous hot strawberry mixture and I just painted the entirety of Trent's desk and it was just covered in sauce. And so when Trent gets in, he's like, well, you know, this desk is just, you know, they painted my desk red. I got the special desk. He was actually a little excited because he didn't quite realize what it was. And so he runs over, he sits down in it. And then all his clothes is just burning off. His skin is just is just melting. He's still got he's you, you still got some marks mention, from this one. I I was so excited to sit down, um, and then the person behind me bumped me, and my face just face planted <laughs> oh, right yeah. into the sauce. And this is actually Trent used to have a much larger nose back then, and you can right. see it's 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 pretty normal size now, and it's in part because mm. the outer couple layers just got burned off. Um, simmered straight off from from how strong the at, the acidity was from everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was that was kind of crazy. Probably my personal magnum opus uh, when it comes to the that, strawberry wars. But that was good. But I, I the 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 ending is is the real story, uh, which is why I brought it up. Um, which was <laughs> my my grandma uh, ha- had 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 passed and nobody had known why she they thought like oh she just died in her sleep but she was like uh around 70 and uh you know her body was just like found in uh her 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 room Mm -hmm. uh and i'll never forget that scene walking in just absolutely terrifying and uh they they put her in in a casket and everything and uh had a funeral and uh tr- Spence timed it so when we got to the funeral and the casket opened up she would wake back up from being knocked out from sleeping pills she, apparently Spence fed her with sleeping pills everyone thought she was dead we all showed up to the funeral and Trent also stuffed her to the brim with this this pasty moldy strawberry mega spice sauce so she woke up and and vomited non-stop sauce all over the funeral members and uh then actually died from the shock of that afterwards it was it was a pretty good one it was a little i i tend not to mention it in part because um uh Trent's grandmother actually visits me every night in my dreams. So I, I can't get rid of her and she just stares at me and then I just feel the most primitive and raw terror and this happens for eight hours every night while I sleep in, in real time. This is these are all they're all of my dreams. It's right. it's been every dream that I've had since this moment. And every night I'm just I'm just afraid to go to sleep and I, I try to stay up and, and it never works and I just fall asleep and and it's just eight hours of terror, of of just pure terror. And that's actually the roots of part of why we started the podcast, because I would stay up with you long nights and, and we would, you know, bond over what we know best, love, and Absolutely. talk about love for nonstop. And then, oh, hey, why don't we start a podcast, you know, talking about love blogs, just call it love blog, you know, and. I think the rest is Absolutely. really history. So it, it became a, a, you know, it was a very special moment for us. And, and that's why we call uh, uh, today in our current incarnation, Love Blog Special, 
which really means a lot to us as it's tied to uh, to that story. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Uh, no, it's kind of, it's kind of ter- terribly sad. Yeah, I, I'm just in pain and horror every single night. But um, it's I've 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 sort of gotten used to it. I've sort of just accepted. You know, it's it's only temporary. Yeah. I only got. 60 or 70 more years on this earth and I can, I can endure it until then. Um, so anyways, let's, uh, let's move on. So we're moving on to the next section and this time it's a mystery section. So Ooh, the mystery. So, uh, this time Play the mystery song, play the mystery song. Ooh, mystery. So, so these are, as you guys know, but we haven't done one in a while, so I'll, I'll re-explain it. So, Craig writes down a bunch of mystery topics and, and see normally we of course know what the topics are going to be beforehand. Um, yeah, but Craig has written down a bunch of mystery topics. It's, it's unprepared. We have a little bit of scripts, but Craig has the, uh, mental capacity of a small child. So he, he's really bad at, at sort of explaining these things. We, we kind of got to improv a bit we, and, and piece it together. He writes with his left hand, even though he's right-handed and we, we keep telling him not to, but we can't get him to stop. So we lock him in a room with nothing but a pen and paper and we feed him drugs that we find in the that we buy off homeless people in the street and uh just let him go wild and that's what the topics are. It's and it's it's really just absolute chaos. It's very unprofessional, but we love it. It's a little chance for you to sort of see yeah. uh the the rawness of it. So glam. we're going to pull uh some small number of topics and we're just going to discuss them, um, you know, one by one, sort of bullet chest style. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, here, I Love think off I, the table. I pulled the first one last time. So how about Trent? You pull the you pull the first topic. Yeah. this time. Sure. OK. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> OK. Uh, Forrest Gump, I want you to die. I want to kill you, Forrest Gump. That's all it says. Honestly, I'd believe that Craig could have written this one without being drugged up. He is always rambling about Forrest Gump. <laughs> yeah, uh, he never shuts up about we, it. We kind of refuse to talk about it with him because we feel like <laughs> if we talk about it, we'll just uh, I, he'll just keep on going. But you know what? He got us. He made us talk about it on the podcast. So now we got to chat. You know what? Bit. You know what, Spitz? I'm clicking through all of uh, all of the ones on the generator. The past five ones I've got are are variations of this. Here's one. Die, die, Forrest Gump. I want, I want you to die. This other one, Forrest Gump. I want to murder you. And then this dude, this one. I will kill myself if you don't. If you are not dead in the next five years, Forrest Gump. Vlad, have you seen Forrest Gump? Long, long time ago. You think you could summarize the story for us? So, uh. Tom Hanks, or is it Christian Bale? One of those two. Uh, he goes through history and he runs around. I thought you around. said you'd seen it. Yeah. I have. So which one is it? I think, if I remember right, they had, it's like a Mary-Kate and Ashley situation where they got one or the other to do different scenes okay. when the other one was tired. That makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, he, he goes through, through like he goes through history he goes through like he I think he's a time traveler. 
and he goes around running around. That's his whole thing. He, he runs. I remember that. He goes and running he, around. Yeah, like it, maybe that's how he time travels. I thought he had, a time, I I thought he had a time machine. Yeah. Oh, so why is he running? I think they changed it from the novelization, where they they were like, okay, that no one's gonna believe this. Like we need authenticity, so. They made him time travel by running instead of the time machine. I think it's been a, like what I'm remembering is partially from like Wikipedia, partially from TV tropes, like a little bit here and there. Uh, anyway, I don't think okay. it's that out of out of the blue to want him to die. I think that's probably a reasonable reaction to this movie. I'm just kind of shocked at how many of them he put in the recent batch mm-hmm. that he gave us. Yeah, I, when was the last time we checked on him in there? It's it's been a while, and I I think he's watched it. He started rewatching it every single day since then, so he probably just puts one in every time he comes up on screen. So yeah. we're going to have to do... I mean, we did give him the portable DVD player recently. Yeah. I don't know why I'll, we thought that was a good idea. For Yeah, he, absolutely. We're taking away permissions. Um, For for the Should next one... Should I go do one, that right now? Yeah, you do that. I'll, Should, I go, Should I go get him? Don't don't put him on the podcast. I'll just talk about... Let's talk about I, it. No, let me go get Let me go get him. Let me stop him. Okay. Let me stop him. You talk. You do sure. a second. Yeah. Do a second. I'll, Let me well, stop. I'll pull because there, there's a couple in here uh, that that haven't been about Forrest Gump. I think from from back before his obsession really just took off. So I'll start with one you of the topics. You talk one on one with Vlad. I I need to stop. I I need to stop him. Okay. I need to stop him. I'll start on another topic. Um, so let's see. Let me let me click through a bit to uh, find one not about Forrest Gump real quick. Oh, okay. Okay. So here, this is what it says. I'm just going to read it verbatim. I didn't write this. But uh, Craig has written, Forks, spoons, outdated. Knives only for the future. That, that, that's the end quote. So it seems that Craig is sort of stumbling upon a realization. I think all of us has had at some point, either consciously or unconsciously, at one point or another, that forks spoons all of these things are basically superseded in functionality by knives forks you stab knives you can stab spoons you scoop knives you can get sort of a curved knife and do a little scoop maybe put two knives together especially the butter knives with the thinner handles and you can hold basically any sort of liquid or viscous cream that you would want and i can sort of agree here and they tried to remedy this by just getting rid of forks and spoons and putting in a spork but you start to realize that even sporks are sort of outdated when it comes to the possibilities that you have with knives um and it's a controversial topic there are a lot of traditionalists out there they say hey you know i'm not going to eat ice cream with a knife because last time i tried that i cut off my tongue it's still missing part of its mass uh and now when i try to stick my tongue out i can barely get it past my lips that was a comment that I read. But if you're careful, as long as you use the non-sharp side, I think it's really not an issue. Just teach the children from an early age. It's more of a societal thing than it is uh, really a, an issue with the danger of knives themselves. Well, it's funny you say that. Um, way, way back in the day in my youth, I worked at a retirement home as a waiter, right? Yeah. And... Uh, I was very economical in these days. I was very careful with my budget. Oh, my God. So I would take... Oh, my God. 
I just got back from. He, he threw it. At, he threw it at me. It hit me really hard in the head. He threw the DVD player at me. You okay? He just sm- he just smashed it. I I said Forrest. I said, "What are you watching?" He says, "Forrest fucking up," and he sm- throws it at me and smashes I, it against my head. I guess that that kind of solved the issue. So that's okay. I think well, so. that's, if that's taken care of, I was telling Holy a story. We need to discipline him. Later, I was in the middle of something. Holy yeah, shit! Yeah, we need to let let Vlad continue the uh, the. I had to get the cuffs out. Sorry. So. So you're done with your you whole thing. Continue. You're, you're you can continue. Are you sure? Because yeah. I was in the middle of something, and you very rudely interrupted me. Uh, I'm yeah, sorry, man. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Anyway, long Fuck. story short, I was stealing silverware from this place left and right. These old people didn't know what what was hitting them. Right? I did every day: spoons, knives, forks, the whole shebang, sporks, even whatever they had, spatulas sometimes, like. And I'm talking like soup spoons, salad spoons, salad knives, all of it. It was all gone. Exotic. So uh, we got to the point. Things were interesting after that. And we had there were some incidents where where the old ladies were trying to, to scoop the soup with their hands. And I was like, I can't I can't abide this. Right. There's my my conscience started speaking like, hey, these your collection is is going great like my 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 brain was happy with what i had amassed but my heart was like these old people they, they their hands don't work so great they need they need tools and you're you're depriving them of these tools they need so long story short uh there was a there was a construction yard near where i used to live and i would find scraps of metal and I would collect them, and at the guys at the construction yard, they would they would wave to me every day. They love me. They would they would say hi all the time. They 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 collected the stuff for me. And these old people, you'd you'd be surprised how well you can improvise silverware with bits of scrap metal. So the knife debate, and this all ties back to the knife debate. I think any piece of metal with with enough skill, with enough precision can act as any utensil. And the the current the current rigid structure, like this is a fork, this is that's that's to sell more silverware that you don't need. You need one bit of metal and that's that serves every function. But that's just my two cents. So what's your opinion on Swiss army knives? I think you take that whole thing, you get rid of the casing, you take the bits, one 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 metal, one object, right? You, you don't need a corkscrew. You need a metal that spins, right? Yeah. Like a drill? Like an inception. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that's, that's I nice. I can see that. I think, that's, I think that's really nice. That's just a beautiful little image. Thank you for sharing that beautiful eye-opening story with us, Vlad. We really yeah, no appreciate problem. it. And let's tone things down a bit. Let's get quiet. And let's please the ASMR section of our audience that listens to us for our soothing voices with doing requests. Mm. 
that they've commented for us in previous episodes. So you know, Vlad, about 80% of our audience actually doesn't listen to the most of the podcast. They just skip to the ASMR section. So please That's right. try and keep your voice a little low, a little smooth, a little soft so it, for this section. Otherwise, we'll listen. Should I just say everything I've already said, but quietly? Well, if you could go you could closer to the mic. Get a little closer to the mic, keep it down a bit. Um, yeah. Just keep it down. Yeah. If you have a dry mouth, it's okay. Mm-hmm. The people like the little mouse click, mouths clicks. Yes. If you have any the cereal or hairbrushes nearby, you could chomp on that. So, Vlad, I've sent you in the podcast network HTML website interface that Spence has graciously coded for us. Um, there will be appearing live on your screen comments from viewers asking us to read certain phrases, stories, paragraphs, sentences, and hashtags in ASMR voices. So I will start. Okay, one's appeared. I only love it when the best of us get to the end of love, but love We'll never see the best of us. That gave me chills. Wow. We have some real poets in the Twitter audience. Okay. Uh, Spence. You can do one now. So, here we have a submission seemingly from the desk of Plato himself. And it says, It is not the triumph of a century which defines the status of love in a civilization but it is the very makeup of what it means to us which puts its place on our shelves now that was from an anonymous twitter account looks like they made it just to post this quote so I wouldn't be surprised (laughs) if this was John Locke coming back from the dead (laughs) <laughs> to send this into <laughs> us right here. Welcome back. Welcome back, John Locke. Okay, Vlad. Time for you to read one. I've got a sh- I've got a shorter one right here. And I think I think there's there's some soul in the brevity. And it just says Good lovin', good eatin', yum yum. Tasty. Well, that's the. Thank you, ASMR people, for following us for our journey. We will try to keep appeasing to you in the mm-hmm. future. Thanks for all the ASMR people. The podcast ends here. Thank you so much. Thank um, you. Thank you so much to the ASMR people for listening to my love podcast. And we're back. And. Welcome, Welcome back. back, all the normal people. <laughs> all, the all the normies, normie, normies not trying to orgasm from their from their brains. So let's get talking about fucking. It's their favorite mm-hmm. segment. Fucking, we love it. We're bros. It's the best part of love. Bros, what do we do? What do we love doing the most? Fucking. That's what we love. So uh, I'll give my update. I was fucking uh, last night, uh-huh. right? Saw this total babe across the counter at the DQ, the Dairy Queen, 
local, my favorite spot to get the plot. And uh, just hit her up on my snap code. Just was waving it to her across the, the room and uh, sent her some pics from the bathroom. Next thing you know, she's over my apartment, 2 a.m., Adult Swim is on the CRT TV in the corner, and we're fucking all night. That's awesome. I I love that. Uh, I'll talk classic Tuesday evening. I didn't quite have a... uh, I didn't get any sleighs last night, Um, but I will say... Oh, boo The night before, night before I had some luck, so I was doing my usual... I have a lot of different strategies, but I was doing one of my favorites... Um, the there's a super Walmart down the street. It's one of the largest Walmarts in the eastern United States. And there's always tons of cars parked, tons of people waiting to go in the Walmart because the line is just out the door and it's better to wait in your car with the AC. And so I was just knocking door to door, car to car, saying, hey, you interested in a little date, a little squeeze and swap? Uh, that's what that's what I call it. It's a, it's a euphemism. Um, and eventually I found her. I found I found the girl of my dreams. She was just waiting in the car. Uh, she was she was totally down. She said, "I'm never going to get in this Walmart anyways. Uh, there's now a height requirement, and and I haven't even met it." She was trying to mess with these these height shoes that had just come in from Amazon, but it was really just kind of a stretch. No pun intended. Um, so we <laughs> brought back to my place. Uh, popped in. Brought it back to popped to your to place. my place, which I mean. It feels weird to say my place. Obviously, me and Trent share a place. We live in the studio. I'm, I'm literally, I'm just sitting on my bed yes, right we now. Do. Um, so I brought right. back here. Hey, buddy. Hey. hey. So I brought back, I brought her back. Uh, we popped in a DVD cassette. Um, we played, it was actually the uh, original version of uh, Star Wars. Not the ones that they played in the theaters, but it was the... Uh, it was the it was the casting call versions. They actually just took all of the casting calls for the characters, all the auditions, and they spliced them into the ent- the entire movie. And this, they released this one before the other Star Wars just to do test audiences. And I personally think because yeah. they got a little complacent in the real Star Wars. You know, they already had the roles. They already they already knew what was up. They were good. They'd been paid their million dollars, and so they kind of di- they didn't Millions. quite put it all. They didn't quite put their all, but during the casting call, actually, Star Wars was cast using only homeless people found on the streets of Nashville, Tennessee. And so they were really fighting for their lives here. They said, we'll give you a million dollars if you pass this casting call. Otherwise, you're going back out to the streets and we're going to dump a bucket of ice cubes on you. And that was just it was a lot of motivation. And so these people really gave it their all. They really went all out. It's such a better acted they're fighters better version of star wars there's no effects but it's kind of like reading a book you fill in the effects yourself and so we were watching that and originally i was planning on smashing right away of course uh it's always the best strategy to just to just the second the door is closed just get down to it but we already had we already had star wars zero that's what it's called we already had star wars zero going on and uh we just got so into it that by the time it ended. We were both crying, just tears running down our face. I was covered in sweat. We, I smelled like milk. Uh, it was just, it was such a raw moment that we just, instead of, instead of anything crazy, anything wild, we just had passionate, passionate intercourse right then and there. Um, 
and I, I, we pretended that we were, we were married. As you know, I am married. I'm in an open relationship. My wife lives, uh, my wife lives down in, uh, Australia. I've never met her, but we, uh, we, we talk on AIM messenger all the time. Uh, I just sent her money and one day she'll, she'll probably tell me where she lives. Um, but we're not quite, we're not quite there yet. We're taking it slow anyways. Have not pinpointed. Yeah, we, it, we've really. tried a couple of IP tracing tactics. Uh, we called up our uh, our IP service provider, but they're they've really got a hush lip. Yeah. So we tried to start. We tried to report her for the FBI investigation. We said she was trafficking children, just so they could find out where she was. But unfortunately, they they found out that that was mm-hmm. a lie. We got in a whole bunch of trouble. Uh, not going to go into that. That's that's, that's said and done. <laughs> I, I've learned my lesson there. But um. Me and this, uh, me and this lovely lady I met two or three days ago. We we just we called each other, uh, we called each other wife and husband and sir and ma'am, and we were pretended we were in an eighteen hundreds English cabbage garden, uh, servants of of the Lord and Lady Queen, uh, Queen Jessie and King Regmond. Uh, a bit of a historical drama we were playing out there. Um, and it was it was one of the most passionate nights I've had in a long time, which is why I felt it was a good one to share. Hell yeah, dude! That sounds Absolutely. like a lot. I of mean, fun. you should know you were there. <laughs> he was just sitting in, <laughs> sitting in his bed three feet away. I wasn't gonna say anything. I, I wasn't gonna yeah. say anything, man. I was in the I was across the room. I had my VR on, but you know, <laughs> you hear it. You could see through the Absolutely. through the goggles. Do you have any... Oh, yeah? That's the thing. I was just going to say, if you squint while you're, you have VR on, it's not hard to mm-hmm. see outside of and it, If right? you turn on the webcam, I mean, you can see it whenever you want. There's some... Uh, the new Spider-Man yeah. game uh, has crazy use of the webcam. The new spider game. And right, right, we right. learned this the hard way because uh, <laughs> I was actually... I was over at my mom's yes. house, right? And then uh, right. she she needed to, to get dressed for a work event. And I was like, oh, it's, it's fine. I, you know, you, you don't have to leave the room. I'll just be playing Spider-Man in VR. And suddenly, you know, as luck comes to have it, I started playing the Jonah Jameson take a picture section right when, right when she started changing. And so the, the picture VR came on and, and it was just a full zoom in of my naked mother. And uh, it was, we laugh about it now, but at the time I was just horrified. And... What's more, I I wanted to it's, get it's I wanted to get out 3D. of the screen as soon as possible, so I just spammed that take a picture button, and I spammed it about a hundred times before it ended. And so now, whenever I go back to play Spider Man, uh, if I if I accidentally catch a glimpse of the newspaper, that's going to be the front page picture of the newspaper every single time. So I try to always avoid the newsstands when I'm playing uh, Spider Man Origins. It scans it. It scans. It scans it in as three D model for NPC characters, and there's like a one in ten chance it'll be the user created one, and you accidentally have it as your naked mom. So sometimes you'll be walking around, and your spidey sense will get a little tingled, man. I don't play that game too much anymore. Thinking of starting a new safe, but I did. (laughs) I did get the golden web. Yeah. So that's kind of tough. It's kind of tough That's to right. do. That's on our live stream backup if you want to go back. Uh, it's on the Patreon live stream backup when we were doing mm-hmm. game love sessions live. 
if you want to see some do you uh, have any recent sort of hookup stories you want to share? So I do. I have a story that actually doubles oh, as advice. Wow. I wouldn't expect viewers. any less of you. Ooh. So, wow. you know, everyone's out there. It's 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 the modern age, right? It's Gen X. It's Gen Y. We're, we're in the times. Um, so everyone's yes. using dating apps, right? You got your OkCupid. You got your your face love. You know, you got whatever you got. You're using those apps. My advice, those are useless. Don't don't use them. Throw them in the trash. You don't need them. The only app you need, there's a, there's a little site called Quora. You might have heard of it. It's 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 the modern modern day Yahoo Answers, right? And you go in and you yeah. ask questions. But see, this is this is a hidden feature you wouldn't expect. This is something you gotta you gotta dig deep to find. Yeah. Quora acts as a perfect matchmaker. It's like it's like you're playing a game of guess who. You're like, hey, hey, all the all the readers out there, what's it like to have blue eyes and blonde hair and an Audi belly button and big toes? And the 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 partner of your dream is right there, right there answering. Like, oh, that's actually I have I, this is something I've I've talked about a lot, right? And she she gives you her life story and the and then. You, you have a connection. You've you've hit it off. Like that's the icebreaker. So you have to 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 build this relationship, you have to keep asking these questions, right? You have to get her going. You have to be like, okay, but uh what is it like to be a lefty? And then she tells you about and slowly she doesn't realize this is happening. Wow. You get to know her, she gets to know th- you through the way you wow. phrase your questions, and this beautiful relationship is forming, and neither of you even know it. Right? It's kind of like Amazing. a girl so, ask Jeeves. Yeah, ask, ask J- J- Julie. More <laughs> that's like true. That's true. <laughs> that's a classic Vladism. So, all my um, all the listeners out there, start phrasing your questions. Start start getting the police sketch artists. Draw your perfect lady. Throw on your guess who board. So who'd you smash off of Quora? Now I, I gotta share some stories from my from my blog. You know I can't I can't spill you, it all. You here. didn't share the you didn't share the type of story we asked for. Yeah, I mean I I implied what? one. It was in there. You just have to you just have to yeah. listen back. But you're known for your absolute brutal imagery in the language that you use to describe your hookup stories on the blog. That's like one of the things that separated you from the other Gonzo love bloggers. Yeah, I mean, this is this is me in my prime, right? Like, I'm I'm back after a long hiatus. I've been doing some reflecting. I've been working on a new format. Like, I've been experimenting like, with my style. So, this like, is like if I ordered a blender on Amazon and they sent me a bowl and a knife and some instructions and said you can mix it yourself. I mean, sometimes that's how you get the more authentic answer. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Sometimes. You have to settle. So here, I'll give you I'll give you three more words, all right? This is this is very popular with my with my readers. Yeah, let's play the three words. Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Bendy straw. That's two words, I guess. Mallet. That's Globe. three words. 
Sorry, that's four words. words. Oh, four words. The bendy straw is one word. I think in I think in German it's one oh, word. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. Bendenstruck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That counts. And and my true my real readers out there, my my longtime fans, they'll know exactly what I'm talking about when I say that. It's kind of an in joke. Well, I am one of those, and I have no clue what you're saying. Oh, well, I'm starting to question if you really are one then. But that's not my. Wait, place are to you say. Vlad from? Uh, are you Vlad from from Mega Love Quest Vlad blog? Mega Love Quest. That's you, right? Yeah. Did we get the wrong? Did we get? Did we get the wrong? Hold on. What did we get the wrong guy, Spence? You're. Mega, what? What's your blog name? Uh, that what what you said before. That's what it is. Mega love, blog Vlad. That's me. What is? Okay. Wait. Mega love blog Vlad. What is the shirt you always wear? The same shirt in all of your blog posts. It's got a certain cartoon character on it. Which character is it? That's that's definitely Bart Simpson. I cannot believe we got, we got the wrong the, Vlad. We got the Bart Simpson Vlad. No, are you an I impersonator? Think, I think this must be Vladimir Nokumuro. This is this oh, the Bart this is Simpson the Bart Vlad. Simpson Vlad. This is the Bart Simpson. Listen, guy. Guy, you, I've been I've Bart been looking Simpson? for work. I needed something to to get me back in there. The, the font, all right. The just, font that we have for our HTML out. on our no. email, we have a custom font injected. It makes the A's and the O's basically look the same. So, yeah. So we we we. I'm sorry, we got the wrong. We got the wrong guy. We were meant to get the other Vlad. I'm Listen, sorry. you don't want him. All right, I've I've dealt with him many times before. Yeah, I mean, well, this I, is a, you I'm were a sorry, great this guest. Is awkward. I gotta say, in fact, we, yeah, we just gotta pretty, say, like Nakamura, you're good. You're good takes but. in the takes in the crowd. I think we'll probably <laughs> still put him in the title. Well, you don't, you don't. Yeah, we'll just still put him in. But we can put okay. We can put a we can put a little link. But we can yeah, we'll put, put we'll put on, put on your screen right now. We'll put the uh, we'll put the link to your stuff. We'll put you, yeah, we'll put you in. Get me up there, all right? We'll put the link to your stuff, but in the thumbnail, we we've been promising the other Vlad, yeah, for for like months. We're so gonna let's so just put that. I gotta in say, the, you know, a lot of do that a lot of the, the viewers will be mad. There there needs the to be title. some sort of type of retribution in for this. I think what we're gonna have to do is we're gonna have to send out your address to the mailing list, and we're gonna tell them all to order pizzas to your house and. I'm sorry, but it's it's just kind of what needs to be done to to write the balance here. Yeah, it's Craig it's, put it up on the screen. It's gonna uh, actually get, just put it up on the screen. At least get the cheap pizzas. At least, we, please. Hey, we'll we'll tell we'll tell them that this is your request, but we're not hey. the harbingers of justice here. This is this is really just up to the fans on the mailing yeah. list. <sighs> I guess you reap what you sow. There was a there's a censored version. On the, on the video upload of this video of your address 
Here's a picture of your front door. Go wild. Well, despite it all, despite the, the controversy and despite my, my deception, which I am very apologetic for, I did still have a good time on the podcast. And maybe maybe you'd consider having me back someday instead of the, the other Vlad? Well, maybe. We'll, we'll see about that. I mean, I don't... We'll see, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I mean... You know, anything can happen, right? Love is... Uh... Beautiful. Right? Yep. Yes. Well, oh, thanks so much, Vlad, whoever you are. Yeah, thank you, Vlad. Even if you are not wearing Jake from Adventure Time on your shirt and you are wearing Bart Simpson on your Jake? shirt. Okay. What? Nothing. Uh-huh. Can we... Can we yeah, just get this I, guy? I off? think we're we're just gonna end it. We're not gonna do the outro. Is there a way we can just like kick it's him? It's just over. Bye. <laughs>